0: Do
1: do do James Knight.
0: Lily Tomlin's house. Yes.
1: Hello, everybody. We are back with Crafts We're back. Wins.
0: <laughs> so long. Oh my God. Um, you know, we were talking about Mercedes uh, the last show, and you're absolutely right. She needed to be brought to attention. But it was at that time when I asked because you also told me we were doing gents tonight. Yes. And uh, I, I, I'm like, I've been doing a little talent. Please say we're doing it Lily Tomlin's. Oh,
1: we're, we're at Lily there, Tomlin's.
0: There's a, like, she's already been through the train wreck that was late night. So, oh, would, God.
1: Would you like us to just dive into this?
0: Okay, so b- before we begin, remind me of the state of Lily Tomlin's mansion.
1: Oh, boy. Okay, so Lily Tomlin <laughs> uh, had Tara Strong, Kathleen Turner, Nicole Sullivan, June Foray, Jennifer Lewis, Lauren Tom, Stephanie Shea, Cree Chris Summer, Christina Valenduela, uh, Kimberly Brooks, Erica Mendez, Elizabeth Daly, and Arlene Sorkin have, oh, like, they've drunk, they've told stories. Uh, Tara Strong and Chris Summer went toe-to-toe yeah. with some ladies, <laughs> like, they're, they're going. Yeah, I, uh, I, re- sure. I, remember
0: Tara, uh, you, know what's bad? When Kathleen Turner is one of the most dignified women. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Kath, Kathleen Turner's, like, holding court in the you sitting know. room, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I picture her, like, I don't think she smokes, but I picture her with, like, this long, long cigarette holder, just for the atmosphere. Yes. Just for the atmosphere.
0: Oh, God, yeah, of course.
1: Yeah, like, uh, there she is. Um, Lily Tomlin is just like, what the hell, ladies? You need to stop drinking. Tara and Cree are just like, no, bring me more. (laughs) So, and then at some point, John John DiMaggio shows up with a limo early morning, to take Nicole Sullivan home, and ends yep. up with half of the ladies piled in because there, <laughs> there's a pool in the back of this limo, yeah. and he's running the cab to, to get everybody <laughs> home. So, I wanna say it's morning. I think it's noon. It's high noon. Um, Tara Strong and Chris Summer still haven't left.
0: They, they, <laughs> yes!
1: they, they passed out by the bar. Lily Tomlin has cleaned up and she's come to the bar last and she's like, What the hell are you doing here? Terra Strong and Chris Summer are like, we're gonna go, we're gonna go, but first, we need some brunch mimosas. <laughs> Lily Tomlin's like, why? Terra Strong and Chris Summer, they're they're both like, because it's the middle of the week. Nowhere we know that has a good brunch is gonna give us mimosas. So Lily Tomlin nods her head and starts making the mimosas. So Before Tara Strong and Cree Summer leave, what do you want to say about these two ladies? And keep in mind, this right now is their informal episode of Hey Hoes!
0: So, um, (laughs) (laughs) first of all... First of all, let me just say, Terra Strong and Chris Summer—they um, are—they have been friends since childhood. So, if you don't think they're going to try to outdrink each other, they're both Canadian. If you don't think they're going to try to outdrink each other, you are crazy. The um, trash
1: comes out when we drink. That's what happens.
0: Yep, a, a, a thousand percent. And. The idea of Tara Strong, increased summer, demanding mimosas from Lily Tomlin and Lily Tomlin, the perennial Miss Frizzle, is just like okay, seatbelt everyone. It's going to be that kind of day. I'm actually more surprised that it's noon and Lily Tomlin was able to clean up everything except for the bar.
1: Oh no no no! She 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 had a cleaning crew come in.
0: Okay, thank God. Oh. I, I, I was gonna say okay is she like pulling out some of that frizz match but no um, if you look up legendary uh, Canadian female voice actresses uh, if Cree Summer and Tara Strong aren't top three in that list you are crazy the amount that they were able to do and still able to do in their careers which by the way by the way for Kreese Summer is forty years this year. For, like heck, probably even longer than that. Wow. I'm just going based off of memory. Like her, one of her first roles was Inspector Gadget, which came out in 1983. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, they they've been doing it for a very long time and for very 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 good reason. Like, come on. It's it's Cree Summer and Terra Strong. I don't need to say anything about them, other than I often flip flop as to who can drink more.
1: <laughs> At this point in the in the day, in the night, I don't know.
0: But um, I mean, it, it's it's noon. They've had they've had time to.
1: Look, they've got their second themselves. wind. Yeah, they've got their second wind. It's it's brunch mimosa time.
0: Right? I, I don't understand why Dimaggio didn't take them, but you know, oh, you'll find out. Okay,
1: all right, right. So, at this point in the story, I don't know how long they've been there, but I know it's mid afternoon now. When um, Tomlin is seeing Tara and Cree out, and who's coming to pick them up? Why, it's a hungover but sober Nicole Sullivan.
0: Oh, for God's sakes, no
1: in the limo with the pool. But guess guess who's come in with like all of the alcoholic wares to restock the bar? Why could it Please. be John DiMaggio?
0: Of course he is.
1: So Lily Tomlin sees this and is like, you're kidding, right? And John DiMaggio's like, we'll clean up after. Lily Tomlin's like, oh. Lily Tomlin goes, fine. Come on, Liz. And she and <laughs> head off in the magic school bus. <laughs>
0: oh, oh God, oh God. Okay, we're we we're, we're, to- we're totally going here.
1: Yeah. Nicole Sullivan, uh, Tara Strong, and Cree Summer—they're getting in. They're they're debating should they sit down or should they go in the pool. Nicole Sullivan's like, I got all the girls ready. They're they're for brunch. We're having brunch. Uh, John is all like, Isn't it the afternoon? Nicole's <laughs> like, Shush, 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 shush. Brunch can be whenever you want. And um,
0: oh my god. and then
1: she goes, "Hey, hose, get on!" She's so Tara and Cree. They just, they they jump on in with their mimosas, like it's a party.
0: Oh my god!
1: John's, like unloaded the car, so, the limo.
0: So John, so John is just commandeered Lily Tomlin's house. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> gotta give the a cake. Oh my god.
1: So Nicole Sullivan takes off into the sunset for the, uh, you know, mimosa brunch. Not at brunch time. Yeah. And John has uh, magically stocked the bar, and okay. we got the music going. What what song do you think John's putting on to set the atmosphere as people are coming in?
0: Okay, so with John DiMaggio, here's the thing. What kind of John DiMaggio am I going to get? Am I going to get Sincere John DiMaggio? Am I going to get um, Joker John DiMaggio? Which I'm 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 sure he knows that Mark Hamill could be coming to this party, or Kevin Michael Richardson could be coming to this party. So he's probably not doing Joker DiMaggio because he knows that he would probably get into a fight with them. He's he's not he's not willing to go in for a fight. So he is probably, um, you know, the adventure time. Come on, grab your friends. Let's go to very distant lands. Jake the dog and Finn the him- Like shit like that is going to be playing o- over stuff. And the reason I say that is because if you look at John DiMaggio's most iconic roles, they are somewhat egomaniacal maniacs. John DiMaggio has done a lot of things, but you look at it. Okay, so he's got the Joker. He's got Bender Bending Rodriguez under his belt. He's got Jake the dog under his belt. Um, If you don't think he's going to be at least somewhat self-serving, if he's going to be your bartender, you're absolutely nuts. He's also going to try to make things very, very strong. That's just the way I feel.
1: All right. So party's getting started. People are showing up now. I did an order that I hope will cause the most chaos. All right. Okay. So we're starting with rolling up, coming in, ready to drink, Alvin and the Chipmunks.
0: Oh my god, no, 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 you keep them away from here. You keep <laughs> Ross and Janice away from here. You keep them away from here. They're no. not they're not to be here. They're a wholesome family. No, they're <laughs> here! Family denizens. Oh, who are here? They okay, are okay. Here. I have to ask. I have to ask. Okay. Is Ross alone or is Janice with him?
1: Janice is with him.
0: Okay, so um has Janice pre-drank beforehand? Because you, you get the feeling, I'm, I'm sorry. The reason why I asked for these guys to be here is they are very, very close to like very young childhood me. I've done a lot of research on them. I actually want to bet because of my knowledge of them and the Alvin and the Chipmunks IP. Okay, so I'll, I'll put it to you like this. Alvin and the Chipmunks is probably the oldest family-owned IP in the world. It has never left the Bagdasarian family. It started off with Ross's father, Ross Sr. When when he died, it was passed to his children in an equal opportunity ownership. Ross Jr. bought them all out because he saw something in the chipmunks. Ross and Janice have been running the chipmunks since the 1970s. They are very, very good at what they do. And the reason that they are so good is you never hear about them. They don't do anything outside of Alvin and the Chipmunks. That is their entire life and their entire legacy. A lot of the voice actors that they use are people from within their own family, if they can. They have kept everything so tightly under control. So the fact that they have shown up to this party is nothing short of a miracle, first of all. Um, But number two, If Janice brought Ross, because I feel like Ross would be the first one to try to drink. Um, I feel like Janice would keep him at bay in the corner. Specifically, because Janice and Ross have an image to uphold, first of all. And uh, number two, uh, it was either smoking or drinking, but Ross Sr. had a serious problem. I can't remember which one it was.
1: Well, you see, so, Janice please. is Janice is just stopping by to drop Ross off. Oh no!
0: Oh so, no! Okay, okay. Um, so you got so, you gotta
1: say what you're gonna say about Janice before she takes off. She's uh, uh, also uh, Janice and Ross because you know, as the gracious yeah. royalty that they are, they have brought the snacks and food.
0: Oh, okay. Well, well, that one that that's that's obvious. It's obvious. Yeah. Um so I don't think I just don't think Ross would stay very long at this party even with Janet but here's the thing um Janice Carmen solely created the Chipettes to be female counterparts to the Chipmunks and Janice has been a driving force of the Chipmunks uh, alongside Ross for 40 years um you you don't look at the Chipmunks nowadays without looking at Janice Carmen it's Janice Carmen who said Basically, in a lawsuit against Universal Studios, which they won. We are fighting for our kids. That is how attached they are. Nothing but respect for both Ross and Janice. And I hate the fact that Ross is here. I I really did not want Ross or Janice to be anywhere near this thing. Because <laughs> because what 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 can I what can I say about Ross? Um, like <clears throat> Because he, he,
1: he he'd go to them. He'd probably take over bartending from John well, to that, make sure nobody goes over the limit.
0: But everyone's going to go over the limit. <laughs> that, that's the thing. Yeah, um, but
1: but Ross has done his due diligence. That's what matters. Plus, there so, needs so, to be one adult at the party.
0: Well, I understand that. But we had Lily Tolman for God's sakes, and the other one who would just go nuts. Um. So here's the thing. Ross, it heavily depends on who else is at this party to determine what Bagdasarian would do. Uh, Specifically, are they people Ross has worked with before?
1: Well, you're going to find out.
0: (laughs) If they are people that Ross has worked with before, um, there's two different ways it could go. Mostly with voice actors, it's going to be, holy shit, it's you. That's like that's going to be like ninety percent of the voice actors that Ross has worked with. If it's if it's um, directors, we could be going a completely different way. If it's anyone who worked on the um, CGI sequels, we could be going a different way. But if it's voice actors, we're pretty safe. We're going to get the nice tame Ross, who's just here. He he, he was just here because someone called him up to be a bartender. And uh, it's a great way to get the Alvin and the Chipmunks IP out there at this uh, party full of esteemed guests. That's the way he sold it to Janice. That's why Janice is letting him go. Mad respect for Ross Jr.
1: I have a bigger question. So I'm assuming he's going to have like, you know, a nice top shelf drink that he nurses for a while like yeah. that type of thing. He's probably going to take over the DJing. But the biggest question for everybody is, what is the food Ross and Janice have brought?
0: What um, What okay. are a couple
1: staples? It doesn't have to be all the food, but a couple staples. Oh
0: shit, OK. Um, staples. I, I've, I've, I, I'm going to say this just because it's the easiest cop-out I can think of, but uh, the finest selection of nuts. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> uh,
1: uh, instead of a dessert table, they brought a nut table.
0: Well, I, 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 absolutely, you can't have a high class party without like top quality uh, peanuts, walnuts, cashews, almonds.
1: Are they salted and roasted?
0: Oh, of course they are. Like <laughs> this, this is top quality stuff.
1: Um, before we move on to the next guest, which is going to be like a 180 for you, who I have showing mm-hmm. up, because uh, I, I I have picked from all over the place for this.
0: Okay, oh um, God, I'm, do you I'm have anything
1: now. you want to say about the esteemed Ross? Um,
0: I there, there's there's nothing there's there there's nothing I can say other than you guys made my childhood. Thank you. I've gotten nothing to say but positive, positive things to Ross Beddissarin and Janice Kerman. Um, one of the first things I did uh, at the age of it was at it was at the age of nine when they were going through like the first you the first um, real court case I ever looked into at the age of nine was Universal Studios versus Alvin and the Chipmunks that's amazing as much as it as much as it hurt me i root for ross and janice because okay so if they don't so if they don't win i get more chipmunk halloween movies but if they do win they get alvin and the chipmunks
1: yeah
0: yeah so it, it killed me inside but that's the first court case i ever really remember looking into and watching diligently
1: that's adorable and also sounds like the opening of, like, a heartfelt mid-90s kids movie. Mm-hmm. And, like, you you, you travel to the court and, like, give your piece. Yeah. And the, the self-insert about how, like, your appeal so, gets the judges on their side type so thing. I can
0: go, I can go way, way back. So um, I don't know if you've ever seen A Chipmunk Adventure. If you haven't, beautiful movie, beautifully animated movie puts Disney movies to shame in the 1980s because we were just before the Disney Renaissance when this thing was being made it was gorgeous uh it was a production nightmare for the Bay Series, um and they were at a point where they were running out of money they were running out of time and everything was being delayed and um Ross and Janice were both at their wits end and uh they turned on the tv it was a classic network they had on and it was uh their dad's old show or one of their dad's old shows or dad's old appearances from the late 1960s and it gave them they say gave them the courage to continue on and finish the movie and oh my
1: god that's so you sweet don't,
0: you don't understand how much i don't want ross and janice at this party <laughs>
1: well janice isn't janice came okay. and dropped off the food ross is the sober adult the designated okay. driver All right. is a because right. you gotta have one of those yep. now door's gonna burst open we're gonna do a 180 this is someone who is known for doing a lot of things, not just voice work, but the voice work role gave him a new breath in his career and in his life. Major, major star, A-lister, and comedian extraordinaire. I'm talking about Eddie Murphy.
0: Oh God, oh God, okay,
1: so. I told you full 180 from Ross and Janice. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay, so so Eddie Murphy is going to come in, and uh, he's bi- he's basically going to go up to um, Ross Junior. and ask, "Who the hell are you?" <laughs> um, but he said, "It says it doesn't matter." Uh, get Eddie Murphy a whiskey sour <laughs> because I'm I'm sorry. Depending on again, we're at the early stages of the party. Eddie Murphy and John DiMaggio, from my knowledge, have never seriously worked together. And I don't believe Eddie Murphy is going to be the same person who's going to hold Ross Bandesirian up to, like, Irvira. So Eddie Murphy, at this point, he's going to come in. He's going to be the life of the party. He's going to set the tone Yeah. Um, for the party. So um, who's doing the DJing? Is it Ross?
1: Well, currently, John's just put on a playlist.
0: Okay. All right. I, I all right. feel
1: Eddie Murphy's going to come in and say, no. Eddie Murphy's
0: going to come in and say, bitch, he's got his own playlist. It's going to start with Freak Out. <laughs> um, and then after Freak Out, it's going to be Living La Vida Loca by Eddie Murphy and Antonio Bandanas.
1: Oh, yes.
0: And like... Oh, can he, we can we please just... have
1: My Girl Wants to Party All the Time? Because that's a spite song from Eddie Murphy.
0: Well, we'll see here. Here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. That's that's for later on, depending on how drunk Eddie gets. But right now, he's just trying to set the mood because he comes in. He sees John DiMaggio, who, you know, is... He's John DiMaggio, but if Eddie doesn't know exactly who he is, he'll think, okay, you know, nice guy. He's going to see Ross Badesarian, who, if he doesn't know who he is, okay, very dignified. I can't have this shit. It's my party and I'll cry if I want to. <laughs> so he's going to have all the stuff.
1: Um, I I like to envision it Eddie Murphy comes in takes one look and is like no yeah. and then cut like quick cuts of yeah. him like redoing the place there's lighting yeah. now we don't know where the lighting came from Eddie Murphy oh. had it oh, God, Eddie Murphy sure. had the lighting this is mine
0: man I, t- I take it to all my sessions uh...
1: yeah we we don't know where the dan- the electrified dance floor came from like Eddie, Eddie Murphy just has it like no it is back pocket. That's what's and happening.
0: The, and the sad the part is, if you look at Eddie Murphy's filmography, not just voice work, but filmography. Yes, totally see electrified Dance Floor.
1: Oh, yeah. um, What I do want to mention about Eddie Murphy, because we kind of go into their careers and stuff when we do this, yeah. um, is when he did Donkey for yeah. Shrek, uh, it was... I think a a bit of a sudden rebrand, because it was so children, but also what's interesting is when you watch Eddie Murphy um, when physically, he's he's more stoic and he's more like waits for you to get things. And now that he's older, but he was very kinetic on stage in his younger days. And I feel like with the voice acting, that kineticness comes across. And you definitely get that in the animation. So I was wondering what you thought about that kind of relationship between the animation and the acting. So first of
0: all, Donkey was always my favorite character in Shrek.
1: I mean, waffles.
0: Like, Uh, come on. Yeah, waffles. (laughs) In the morning, I'm making waffles. um, Here's the thing. Eddie Murphy's performance drastically changes the tone of that movie. And it drastically changes the tone of everything he's in just because he's going balls to the walls 130%. He doesn't care how much energy he burns. Eddie Murphy is a human definition of spark plug. Uh, anything he goes into, he goes into with that same level of just, um, he, he goes into that same level of energy. You can tell when it's an authentic Eddie Murphy performance when he's phoning it in and when he's just not trying. Um, I think my favorite line from Eddie Murphy of all time is Mulan and ninety eight. Okay, Midge Boats, and look, it's happy to see you.
1: I like, can I but, just say how much I love Mulan and how much I uh, love Mushu? Like, yeah, it's so so good, so but, good.
0: Eddie Eddie Murphy when he decides to give it his all he's giving it his all he's going to be absolutely ridiculous boss the wall um he might actually get along with ross if he knows who ross is because the two of them djing together or music together um with ross i don't know how but ross is going to speed up his voice and Songs in real time. So Eddie Murphy is singing with the jokes in real time. I don't know how it's gonna happen, but it's gonna happen. It, it's gonna gotta, it's enough. gotta
1: happen. And um, he's gonna
0: get drunk enough and Ross is gonna be like, oh what the hell?
1: So um Eddie Murphy in my mind has set this all up and is then gonna hold court, kind of like Kathleen Turner did, because Eddie Murphy has oh, already Eddie Murphy is going to have a
0: completely he's going oh. to have a completely different court. Kathleen oh, Turner yes. is going to be dignified, which is why you, Creed Summer and Tara Strong would have nothing to do with it. No, you you have the extreme opposite ends of a oh, spectrum yeah. here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like Eddie Murphy is going to be the one that's breaking Lily Tomlin's shit. Ross Bagdasarian's going to be the one they're just casually serving drinks, being a DJ, having a good time. Depending on who else shows up.
1: All right. Speaking of who else shows up, we're gonna go into you know kind of longevity, a bit of old Hollywood. Okay. Get, get some some class, some childhood nostalgia. I'm talking about Thurl Raisins, Ravenscroft. How, and, the <laughs> <Tony> the <laughs> how the hell are you getting him? And Tony the Tiger. How the hell are you getting him? He was born like, in 1914. This is old Hollywood glam, right? Struga, how did you get him here? The rest of them are at least alive. <laughs> Well, you okay. see, Lily so, Tomlin had a Ouija board, and okay. let's just say some of the ladies so t- might have summoned somebody.
0: So we're corrupting the magic school bus.
1: Look, I okay. I can't look. But, Tara I and Cree they stayed there the longest because they were messing with some Ouija boards. I'm okay. I, like.
0: All right. Well, okay. So if it's Thorough Ravencroft showing up. First of all, I'm just going to I'm just going to pull an audible here. Um, Ross Bay Desarian is mixing up a drink, prefer- probably for Murphy. He's probably on his fourth, and um, he breaks the glass.
1: Oh a. no! Murphy's going
0: to go. Hey Murphy's going to go. Man, what the hell? What the hell? Ross is just going to point. He, Eddie Eddie Murphy just looks at Thurl Ravenscroft. He's like, holy shit! And uh, John DiMaggio is just going to. Because obviously, (laughs) like, like, screw Tony the Tiger for a second here. Have you heard (laughs) Thurl Ravencroft's voice? Yes. Like, oh my God! So, so first of all, like, if you if you take a look at what he was able to do, um. He, he was he was basically any sort of bassist you would want any sort of singer you would want um and he has an era of just plain thousand and one dignity about him
1: uh, can we can we give a shout out to your mean one Mr. Grinch?
0: Oh oh, oh a thousand percent yeah um Speaking of which Demagio is playing a playlist now no no he is not no. Um, like the the whole thing the whole thing um quickly cleans up the bar <laughs> as, as, as fast as he can um Thur- Thurl sits down and um Ross says to him uh sir Ross Benarian it's an honor to meet you Thor looks at him he smiles he says, I knew your dad. That's all Ooh. he would have to. That's all he would have to say to. That's all he would have to say to Ross. Um, he he endorses Bagdasarian. Um, to make sure nobody messes with Bagdasarian throughout the rest of the night doesn't Ooh. matter. Um, he all he also will take a brandy. Yeah. Um, and you're talking about. Eddie Murphy holding court? No, it's going to be a fight <laughs> yeah. now.
1: Well, I was kind of hoping that at this point, the karaoke machine comes out, and we've got a remixed uh, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, which has been mashed up with, yeah. uh, My Girl Wants <laughs> to Party all the time, and now we've got some weird shit going on. <laughs> it's all <laughs> I'm saying.
0: Oh, they need to get much drunker for that. Uh,
1: but it's like, gonna happen now. Oh like, yeah, it, no, it's, it, gonna it,
0: it's gonna, it's gonna happen. Who, who else is even here? Because I mean, I'm sorry, you pull Thurl Prof. I don't even need to say anything. Everybody who's listening knows who he is. Everybody who's listening knows what he's done. I don't need to say a damn thing.
1: Yep, no, it's, it's gonna be wild. Um, so I think this is the moment where Eddie Murphy is like, I'm staying now. Like. Yep. I'm Stan. Let's see. Let's see where this goes. <laughs> um, so at this point, anything else you want to say?
0: Uh, nope. <laughs> All right.
1: OK, we're going to go into the next person. So coming through the door, kind of coming into this swinging party, being like, holy shit, what's going on here? Uh, we've got somebody who's been on Johnny Bravo who's uh, been on Gargoyles, Dexter's Laboratory, uh, Penguins of Madagascar series, uh, has done some work with Lilo and Stitch. I'm talking about Jeff Bennett.
0: I knew it. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so here's the thing. Jeff Bennett was one of the people I was expecting to show up at this party. Um, (laughs) Wait, you were or you weren't? Because... No, I was. Okay, okay. Because here's the thing. Jeff Bennett, you take a look at his career, he's been in everything. His voice is so versatile that he can do almost anything. He can do almost everything really, really well. But Jeff Bennett, in very few cases, is not the first person you think of when you hear a specific voice. It's almost never Jeff Bennett. And that speaks to Jeff Bennett's ability to be able to lend something to a cast. So first of all, Jeff Bennett is going to come in. Uh, the first person he's going to immediately recognize, other than, um, like, there's there's a difference between recognize and talk to. I think Jeff can easily talk to Ross Bade at this point in time. Jeff will be in reverence of Thor Ravencroft, who isn't anyone who thinks of old Hollywood would be. Uh, Eddie Murphy at this point, however, has taken all of Thurl Ravencroft's attention. And Ross is just trying to cater to Thurl as much as humanly possible. Jeff Bennett isn't going to change any of that. He's just happy to be here, striking up stuff, uh, looking at, you know, where Ross is, where IPs are. Jeff Bennett's always trying to do something because he's worked with just about every studio there is. Um, so I I know that Jeff is here. He's going to set the table for a couple of other people. He's going to come in. He's going to seem, you know, he, he's going to seem like a guy. Um, I don't know. Jeff seems like a gin and tonic guy. I don't know why. But he just does.
1: I like that you're like, I don't know why, but I I see not Yeah, I don't, I,
0: don't know, I don't know why, but gin and tonic.
1: This is happening. Alright, alright. Now at this point... In the party, I think it's safe to say sun's going down. Yeah. what What's John up to in all this? What's What's going okay, on? So
0: what? Uh, so what? So what's the Maggio doing? First of all, um, Ross Bedesarian has taken over the bar. Um. So he. So John Maggio is not going to bartend because that's where Ross is probably the safest with the people that have shown up. Um. John can't be the life of the party with Eddie Murphy being. So, John's going to be screw it. Bender's coming out. Um, he he goes to uh Ross. He says, You watching the bar? Scotch and he oh, it's happening now. Ross, reach, Ross reaches for scotch. He's like, No, 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 not not that scotch. Go into the cellar. Okay, Tomlin's got 200 year old stuff. Oh, the, and he. And Ross looks at Johnny. He's like, "I'm not paying for that. I already said I'd restock everything. I know where she get. I know what brand. I need to drink." So Ross, so Ross goes to the cellar. Ross brings out a 200 year old scotch. Um, before tipping or before giving it to John, who's just going to down it. Um, Ross says to John Thurl and he gets a shot glass fills it up for Thurl toasts the crowd drinks and then he gives John the bottle and John starts drinking at that point release all inhibitions about John DiMaggio it's a party up in here
1: All right, so now that the party's swinging, a a mysterious person walks in through the door. Now, this person is known for a uh, very distinct voice, often gets cast as villains for this distinct voice. Uh, They've done voices on the Matrix Revolutions, on Family Guy, on uh, the Cleveland one. Okay. um, Has also done... Cleveland Show thank you. Uh was one of the voices in the very recent Your Mario's Brothers has also done voices on like the show All Hail King Julian, Gravity Falls, etc a lot. So in walks Kevin Michael Richardson.
0: There we go. <laughs> there we go. Okay, so uh KMR He's he's going to go in. He's going to see um, a drunk John DeBaggio off of scotch. Kevin Michael Richardson is going to go in. He's going to know who Ross Bedesarian Jr. is. But he won't care about any of that because Thurl Ravencroft is there. Kevin Michael Richardson is going to go in. He's going to say to Ross, Ross, man, just, just get me a beer. I just want to sit back, relax. I see royalty here. I'm just going to go with it. Kevin Michael Richardson is not going to do anything because John DiMaggio is going to come in and he's going to say in his best Joker, I took him from you. And then Kevin Michael Richardson is going to say, oh, hell no. Ross, Ross, cancel that beer. (laughs) Give me what DiMaggio is drinking. And um, Ross is gonna go. You you sure? It's two hundred year old scotch. DiMaggio De- is going to antagonize KMR even more. Uh, K KMR just goes and says his ass ac- his ass is gonna be black if I don't see it. And he and he does it in the most like evil demonic voice he could possibly think of because it's Kevin Michael Richardson. He's got the range. So, Ross goes in, digs out another bottle of this 200-year-old scotch. Um, Does the customary thing, because it's all great. If you're going to drink scotch, Thorough drinks first. So, shot glass for Thorough, rest of the bottle goes to KMR. Um... They get into not not so much a fist fight but a voice fight. It gets louder and louder and louder. At this point, Eddie Murphy says, "Oh hell yeah, it's a party!" And he and he goes in and he's trying to out joker the jokers.
1: <laughs> That's actually amazing. I want to yeah. like that would be amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um So you you get all of them drunk off their ass. They are they are yelling to a point. Thurl just. Thurl finally just says, it is almost time. And Ross says to Thurl, what are you talking about? We're almost to the point. And he just, mo- he just motions for, at this point, a water because Thurl knows he's got to stay sober for what he's about to do. Um, So he just motions for Ross to get water, which Ross will do. At this point, like the party's getting louder and louder and louder and louder. Um, I I, I, for, I don't know what the jab is going to be but I imagine Kevin Michael Richardson is going to land, land a jab onto Maggio that's going to hurt like some sort of your mama joke uh, I can imagine like Eddie Murphy at that point ripping off his shirt and just doing the whole chest bump thing with Kevin Michael Richardson I think that's hilarious
1: <laughs> friendships have been forged is yeah, what I'm yeah,
0: hearing yeah. No, no, no no I can imagine Eddie Murphy and Kevin Michael Richardson being bros oh yeah so
1: all right so at this point party's swinging yep. we got our voice actors we've got an a-lister here yep talented people all around we have someone we have a ghost that has been called back from the dead yeah, on indeed. account of tara and cree yeah
0: <laughs>
1: left leftovers from the girls night uh so, this Pearl po-
0: Ravencroft is left over. <laughs>
1: oh my God. At this point, we get someone in who they are no- known for voice work. Uh, they are also known for live action. Uh, they are dignified. They have a long resume. They are um, what I would call ha- definitely have that theater actor vibe going on. Esteemed, one might say. So, we have Keith David Williams walking in. Oh my god. Uh, I just want to shout out, he's had roles in Coraline, Princess and the Frog. Very famously, they live. Oh my god, okay. (laughs) <laughs> like So,
0: okay, here, here's what you don't here's what you don't understand, okay? Keith David is one of the few people who can pull off a passable James Earl Jones. <laughs> That's how bassy his voice is.
1: I know. I also wanna note he is classically trained and has won three Emmys and also been nominated for a Tony Award.
0: Okay, so so first things first. He, <laughs> Keith, Keith, Keith David is going to come in. He's going to see the fight that's developing between um, Demagio, Richardson and um, Murphy because it, it, it's totally going to be developing. Um, Keith is going to come in, say to Ross who is who is in charge here? Um, Ross just says uh, Demagio and Keith David says, remind me again, which one of these hoes is DiMaggio? And um, Ross points to John DiMaggio and Keith Keith is going to be like, okay, so it's going to be that kind of party. He, he looks to Thurl. Thurl looks at him. They both smile. He says, okay, so tell me. What has DiMaggio been drinking? 200 year old scotch. Get me the 250 year old. And he, and Ross says, it's not mine, but, but why? I need to establish dominance. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: So. Yes. <laughs> so. yes. So Ross goes. He gets a 250-year-old scotch. Um, Keith looks at Thurl. Keith says he drinks first. So Ross is again shot glass for <laughs> shot glass for Thurl. Keith gets a 250, and instead of going up and joining the party right away, Keith is just sitting there, casually drinking a giant bottle of 250-year-old <laughs> scotch. Yes. At at this point, the Jokers are trying to sing, and Eddie Murphy is just trying to sing, yell over top of both of them. Because Eddie Murphy can sing. But what you don't know is Eddie Murphy, when he yells, is not a good singer. So he is just trying to, they're all just trying to command the room. Meanwhile, they're all basically treating Thurl like a legend and uh Keith David is not going to do anything until such point as all of them are going to pass itself out so it's going to be soon but Keith knows <laughs> to buy his time he's waiting now this this party is not taking a good turn just by the level of people that are here and what they're doing and how drunk they are
1: <laughs> all right is it time for another guest to it show up it is time all right So this guest, um, TV, movies, uh, but is considered a prolific voice actor. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't say that, uh, you know, the the phrase there can only be one has meaning to this actor. Uh, You also might recognize this actor from uh, DC Animated Universe and SpongeBob SquarePants famously. (laughs) I am talking, of course, about Clancy Brown.
0: Oh, God. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So there's two different ways. First of all, what was Clancy Brown doing before he showed up to this party?
1: Like this was just casually coming to the party. Brought, okay. brought some alcohol because you know that's what you do when you're nice.
0: Oh, oh, so, oh, so he he's brought the alcohol versus John DeMaggio and Keith David who are just <laughs> demanding.
1: <laughs> um, well, no, see, uh, Keith David messaged him ahead of time.
0: Okay, okay, so Keith, give, okay, perfect. Give him a heads up. So perfect, perfect, perfect. So, so Clancy Brown is coming in with pre knowledge of what's going on. Yes. So the first so the first thing Clancy Brown is going to do is he's going to be one of the few people who do not ask Ross vegetarian for a drink. He's brought his son um, he he is going to be a higher class drunk <laughs> he, he's all he is already decided um and he is just going he is just going to be at this point he's going to be where um, Kathleen Turner's Hollywood is. But he always wants to make sure he's got a good view of Keith David. The only reason why? Well, that's that's going to be coming up soon. Uh, at this point, again, the DiMaggio, Murphy, and Richardson fight is still happening. It's getting more and more heated. Um, Thurl keeps on saying it will soon be time.
1: I have have they gotten to the dance fight portion of
0: this fight yet oh 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 absolutely not like they they they're still singing and stuff like that but no if if you know this murphy does not have 200 year old scotch murphy is still somewhat sober ah. if they turn on if they turn on murphy which they could murphy's going to run man give me that 200 year old scotch <laughs> Because, I'm sorry, Eddie Murphy won't take shit, but right now I still think they're trying to outdo each other and Eddie Murphy's just kind of in the middle of it. hmm At this point, they aren't drunk enough to forget Eddie Murphy's pedigree. Which, while they have in the voiceover world in spades, they do not have in Hollywood. Mm. So, right now, we're just in a holding pattern. But basically oh, okay. just remember that Clancy Brown is in there at as uh Keith David's gun. Ooh. Okay, uh, so that's so-, so that's basically what Clancy Brown is doing.
1: Okay. Are we ready for the next person? Yes. Okay. Anything you want to say about anybody else that you've spoken about?
0: Okay, Clancy, Clancy Brown, Lex Luthor. All you need to know, enough said. But if you don't, Mr. Krabs, all you need to know, enough said. Um e- he is invested in everything that he's doing um, and it shows in his body of work because it's all like grade A bangers.
1: Uh, did you want to say anything about Keith David or anybody
0: else? Oh, no. oh no. Keith, Keith David stuff is coming. Keith David, again, he's basically just he is the closest thing you're going to get to James Earl Jones. Uh, you've said everything that needs to be said about Keith Lee. Keith Lee is just biding his time drinking with Ravencroft. Like, honestly... Ravencroft, uh, Keith David, and um, Ross Bedeserin are probably having a great time watching this fight break out. <laughs> between,
1: this is true. But, All
0: yeah, right, baby, so... Basically, so ready we're in a holding day. pattern for now. Like, everything's okay. a nice, awkward piece.
1: So you ready for the next person? Yes. All right, so... We know this is a swinging party now. Things could go sideways, things could get interesting, we don't know. And in, you know, quiet, dignified, comes a voice actor who is known for work on, you know, such classics as Ah, uh, Real Monsters, Rocco's Modern Life, Cow and Chicken, I Am Weasel, Tiny Toon's Adventures, um, and Transformers films. I'm talking, of course, about Charlie Adler. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, that, okay, okay. Now, now shit's going to go down because Charlie Adler is going to come in. Um, something you don't know about Charlie Adler: great voice actor, great voiceover director. But the dude's got some tooth. If he's so much as sees. Um, anything happened to, number one, Ross Bedesarian, because he's worked with them before. Uh, number two, Thor Ravencroft, because it's Thorough Ravenclaw. He is going to jump in. It doesn't matter which side he's on. So here's the <laughs> thing. Michael Richardson and uh, them are going to jump in at this point. Charlie Adler is going to be the instigating force here that's trying to unite the voice actors against the Hollywood Megastar. Oh. Charlie Adler is going to come right in um, and he is going to try to talk to the drunks. At this (laughs) point, that's... At this point, that is Kevin Michael Richardson, who he's worked with a ton before, and John DiMaggio, who I'm sure he's worked with at some point in time. But he's basically going to try to appeal to Kevin's uh, better senses. And he... he's basically and he's basically he's doing this in the Buster Bunny voice because why the hell of course he's doing this in the Buster Bunny voice he's like hey you Toonster (laughs) what why are you guys targeting each other and Michael Richardson stops Charlie Adler's basically saying you're both great I've seen you before I've worked with you before why oh why are you two fighting each other? There's only one A-lister here. It's not Ross. It's not Keith. It's not the Holy Crap, they're ring ribbon ghost is here. <sighs> but no, it's Eddie. Oh no. Why are why are you fighting each other? You could be fighting Eddie. And it's at that point when Kevin Michael Richardson, he takes a step back. At this point, Keith David throws a little nod to Clancy Brown. See, they knew that Charlie Adler was going to come to this party and that he was going to cause shit because that's what Charlie Adler does. So Clancy Brown is going to try to go over and smooth things over. He's not going to get Kevin Michael Richardson because Charlie Adler's already in his ear. He's going to try to get John DiMaggio, and he's like, "Hey, listen. Without those A-listers, we may not see a point where we got jobs. You remember Ghostbusters and ah, the real Ghostbusters?" And when John DiMaggio says, "Man, I was, man, I wasn't in that," um, Clancy Brown says, "Uh huh." Keith, help. Keith Keith com- Keith comes over and his big imposing presence he's got he's got the attention of everyone and he says there is only one way to solve this beef. Keith is Keith then takes his flask of 250 year old scotch He downs it. Eddie Murphy at this point is pissed. John DeBaggio at this point is pissed. Kevin Michael Richardson at this point is pissed. Because remember what I said before, Keith David asked for 250-year-old Scotch to establish dominance. So they're all pissed because they now know who the most dominant drunk in there is. And they're all looking at Keith and they want to destroy him. And all Keith says is, dance off. I'm so excited. So uh, so at this point, at this point in the party, like it's taken a very somber tone. There is no music being played. Basically, what is happening right now is Thorough Ravencroft is drinking at the bar with Begisterian, and they're all going over like the rules of combat because this is going to be a very dignified dance off um, at that point. Keith David goes to um, Ross Begisterian and says, OK, here's a set list. We're going to be flying in a DJ. Uh, tell us everything you think you'd need because you are, you are the musical genius out of all of us. So Ross is interested in this. So Ross is basically getting his dream list of equipment together to be flown into this party. Oh my God. I, uh, like, shit's going down. The only thing that's going to be a constant is Thurl Ravencroft is going to be a judge of this. Keith David is going to be a judge of this. And Ross Bendisarian is going to be a judge of this as of now. Um, Charlie Adler, if you want him to come in and have a drink, um, first of all he's going to be the one that's going to come in with the martini. Mm. And the reason he's going to come in with the martini is because it's significantly weaker than all the 200-year-old scotch that's coming out. But he wants to seem like a pseudo-dignified as he goes and basically is an agent of chaos. So right now The dance competitors are uh, Michael Richardson, uh, Eddie Murphy, and uh, John DiMaggio. Charlie Adler's going to be in. Clancy Brown is just going to bow out and serve as referee and official as they're drawing up these rules. That's where we're at right now.
1: Okay. So at this point, I'm going to throw a bit of a curveball. Okay. We're going to have two unlikely characters walking in. This is because one of them Came in, wasn't seen, wasn't sure what was going on, felt a little out of place and has just been like skulking outside by the door, wondering if he can come in. The other one doesn't give a fucking shit and can actually bridge the gap between these two parties, walks in and tells Eddie Murphy, I haven't seen you since 98. So the person who walks in first uh, has is a prolific actor movies voice work and i'll focus on the voice work right now we've got the jackie chan tv show all the kung fu panda movies mulan which is where uh he knows eddie murphy from (laughs) and that's just scratching the surface there uh he has been working uh since goodness knows how long Very, very long time. I am talking, of course, about James Hong. Mm Mm-hmm. And he is dragging someone who is mostly known for movies, especially late 90s, early 2000s movies, and stumbled upon a talent he had with one particular voice and would get hired to do that particular voice all the time. And you might know him from Scooby-Doo. And I'm talking about poor Matthew Lillard getting pulled in Oh no, by James no. Hong, who will not have this, will not have this at all. Um, but obviously, James Hong sees there's going to be a dance off and is all for it. It's yep. like, oh, no, 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 no. We need costumes. Let me get my costumes because James Hong travels with a costume trunk. Like we need if we're going to do it, we got to do it properly. And he just throws Matthew Lillard into the room, being like, you hold your head high, youngster.
0: Um, and so, now
1: where do we go from there?
0: Um. So after. So obviously, of course. Um, see, I mean, I have do I want to make Matthew Lillard look great? That's what I'm that's what I'm going to be the toss-up because James Hong you've already said what he's going to do like so basically calls are being made uh things are things are being around um Matthew Lillard I feel like regardless he's going to try to go in and and impress because let's be frank here let's call a spade a spade Matthew Lillard is the only person who in the Scooby-Doo franchise anyway who has gone from live action to animation years down the line? So they had like whoever was casting Scooby Doo had to have seen something in Shaggy, but at that point there was nothing. Like Matthew Lillard is going in there with Titans, and is basically like he's the he's the he is the youngest one of the crew by far. Hmm. I can totally believe he does not believe he belongs. Like he's like he's going to basically go up to the bar and say, yeah, I like who's the bartender? <laughs> uh, because the only the only thing he don't because here's the thing, DiMaggio can stand on his own. Like everyone up to this point can stand on their own based off of what they've done. Matthew Lillard's going to come in, see all these legends, get starstruck. He's being forced in there by James Hong. So he's, he's basically going to be shaggy all
1: night. <laughs> he must do the dance of his people, um, the shaggy dance.
0: And, the, and then so so basically what he's what he's going to do when he's calling for the bartender is he's going to accidentally strike up a conversation with Thoral Ravencroft. Oh who is by far the most respected person there, because think about it, Ross Bajasarian is bartending right now. He's getting his list of equipment together. So it's going to be a little bad. Um, James Hong has, for, for the moment, established peace. Um, Charlie, Charlie Adler will not touch Matthew Lillard or James Hong, mm-hmm. simply because, man, Matthew Lillard comes in. He's knows he's a fish out of water. So why would you push that further? Yeah. Um, so he's not going to touch him. Um, and then Matthew Lillard, upon seeing Thoreau Ravencroft, is going to be like, you're Thor Ravencroft. <laughs> and, and he and he says, yes, yes, I am. And you were in that god awful movie in 2003. Oh no! Uh, and oh, and no. He, and he and like like Matthew Lord is going to be like, yes, I was. And um, all Thurl says to him is, "Did you learn from it?" And Matthew says, "What did you learn from it?" Matthew just nods his head, yes. Um, with you so basically what happens is Thurl motions to a stool to pull Matthew Lillard up and he says there's one way to prove that you've learned from it drop drop the shag be the mat and so, so basically um, Thurl Ravencroft is going to Basically, pull up Matthew Lillard. Thurl Ravencloroft is going to keep him safe for now. Mm. Because Matthew needs to be safe eventually when he gets there. Um, like like Matthew Lillard asks for a ginger ale and a first class line to the snack food. Thurl stops Matthew and says he will have the 250-year-old scotch. Ooh. And and Ross said, are you sure? Thurl says, I'm Thurl Ravencroft. I'm sure. In the deepest, most booming voice you can think of, Ross. Ross obliges, um, gives Thurl the first drink of the 250, Ooh. and then gives Matthew Lillard the bottle. um thir- all like and matthew is hesitant at first he says once you feel ready consume consume and win i will make sure no one messes with you so matthew lillard is waiting in the wings he's basically the only reason that he feels remotely welcome right now is because thorough Ravencroft's ghost is there which is a which is a complete complete subversion of Shaggy um but that's where we're at right now okay I feel like at this point in the party did did you you say
1: what James Hong is drinking
0: oh well right now James Hong isn't drinking anything um, but when he comes back, I don't know if you've ever had it, but James Hong is drinking sake ah. sake is. I don't know if you've ever had it, but it is just golden. It goes down like a.
1: Well, at this point, right before our next guest arrives, uh, James Hong is back.
0: He's got the costumes. We've got the
1: costumes. They're, they're
0: perfect. People are looking. Has the DJ equipment come in yet.
1: Oh yeah, DJ's quick. It's, all set, it's every- all set up,
0: Everything. everything's ready?
1: We're getting set up, we're getting ready. And at this point, as they're just about ready to go, our next guest comes in. Okay. So this person is going to be making a beeline to Clancy Brown, because this person is, has had a very lengthy career. Uh, they've been on Adventure Time, on Rocco's Modern Life, and very, very famously, oh, they've oh, been please. on SpongeBob.
0: Oh, yes, it's. So him. I'm
1: talking about Tom Kenny.
0: Uh, so first, so first of all, um, the voice of SpongeBob. He is. He is no. Lo- so first of all, Tom Kenny will not call Clancy Brown Clancy Brown. <laughs> throughout the throughout the entirety of the <laughs> night um, because b- basically Tom Kenny is one of those characters that is just basically going in there to be an exposition dump for what's going on right now Tom Kenny's worked with pretty well everybody here I think except for Bagdasarian and Murphy I'd have to check their old Ravencroft's career um, but that being said <laughs> like he's going he's going to come in, he's going to go, Mr. Krabs <laughs> and like just make a beeline. <laughs> make a beeline for Clancy Brown. Now of course Clancy Brown is going to be offended as all as all hell until he realizes it's Tom Kenny and we finally get like you know how the women were like kumbaya. This is the first real kumbaya pairing that we have here. Everything else has been kind of contentious. You've got the mentorship between Matthew Lillard and Thurl Ravencroft. but the but these are the two. Um, they're going to start drinking um, with each other. SpongeBob is going to just have a it's a it's a simple Ryan Pepsi. That's that's what he's going to have. Um, Clancy Brown is just slugging away, and um, they start singing sea shanties because, um, of like, course, they do. Yeah, because because of course they do because they're, they're completely in character at this point, point. Um, and it's it's one of those things. It's sort of like um, Maurice LaMarche and Rob Paulson, or mm-hmm. Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. You you get them, and they're going to be completely. They're going to be completely in character because that chemistry, boom, dang, done there. Um, at this point, everyone just kind of realizes what the heck they're doing. Um, and decides, okay, we're going to postpone our dance competition for like 15 minutes. <laughs> um, please keep refilling Tom Kenny and Clancy Brown. <laughs> um they they get drunk enough and liquored up up enough. Ross Bagdasarian hooks him up to a high, like a very high quality Bluetooth headset, and uh, he get he gets on a mic which has been rigged to um, the Chipmunk pitch, and he just says, "Ladies and gentlemen, I am Ross Bagdasarian Jr. Before we get to this dance contest, we are going to hear the opening ceremonies. Please welcome Tom Kenny and Clancy Brown."
1: Um. Um. And at this no. point, I want to pause you. Yeah. Because they hear a, boop, someone locking up the car. And introts somebody who is making a beeline to uh, you know the two happy people who are being the masters of ceremony. Now this person has been on sitcoms, for example, Coach. Uh, but they're also very well known for their voice work, and in particular, one voice that is also on SpongeBob <laughs> SquarePants, and this would be Bill Faggin. They
0: call him Bill. Yep. <laughs> oh, so, no, Bill. Um. So Bill. Uh,
1: vo- voice of uh, what? It's Patrick, Patrick Star. Patrick.
0: Patrick voice um, of Patrick. But, so, so Bill. Before before we go any further, um. Bill is going to be sober throughout this night just because immediately he sees Spongebob and Mr. Krabs and um, if you watch any interview with uh, Tom and Bill together, they are trying so hard to not go into character. (laughs) when they're together It, it is it is it is magic to see like screw screw their voiceover work for a second like the amount of friendship within the spongebob squarepants cast is second to none just because of what they're able to do and how much you can see that they will appreciate each other and do each other so basically um bill is coming in at this point, the two happy people are starting to sing for the opening ceremonies of the dance-off. Um, and at this point, it's been decided that Bill is going to join Tom Kenny on commentary <laughs> for the entirety of the dance-off. Um, Bill Bill doesn't need anything, um, but Tom Kenny, everybody except for Ross Begisarian and Thoreau Ravencroft, because he can hold his liquor, are drunk. Um, oh... And Bill, because Bill hasn't had anything yet. Um, So at this point, you know, Ross is getting Bill outfitted with a mic and all this other stuff. Um, They they're in the middle, like Mr. Krabs and SpongeBob are in the middle of singing "America the Beautiful" because you have to, um, before before you get started into the dance competition. Um, the final checks are being done on stage. Um, they're all drawing straws to see who's first up. Um, first up to the first up is um, I'm gonna say Demagio. I think Demagio wins. Um, you hear? I'm too sexy. Oh God! Start, start playing now. Of course, Demagio is one of the people who's had the scotch. Yes, and he was the first one to have the scotch. Yes, so already he's thinking himself as a super hunk. Um, uh, Charlie Adler, because of course, is the one shouting, "Take it off!" <laughs> um, so I'm too sexy for my shirt. Too sexy for my shirt. He takes off his shirt. He does a, does a whole stripper thing against the junk, throw, throw, throwing it away. Um. And he, he does a little turn on the catwalk all this other stuff before like they really get started it goes into um my anaconda don't my anaconda doll. <laughs> so that's what's happening right now at the party if you want to know.
1: so here's the thing our next guest is not showing up until like there's a tie in the dance Beautiful. off.
0: So, Beautiful. Okay, so everybody, so you want more of this? You, want no, you, of this, uh, you don't have to then? do
1: you don't have to do play-by-play, play, but give me give me the highlights, give me a couple highlights and then where does the where is the tiebreaker happening?
0: Um okay, so for so first of all, um Demagio gets disqualified because um oh my god. Look at her. Butt. <laughs> oh my god. Look at her but um so Demagio gets disqualified because of showing the
1: rampant of, nudity.
0: Yeah, yes, yeah, ra- rampant nudity. Um, a bunch of things get through, a bunch of spots get thrown up, except for the bar and the dance floor. You see vomit riddled everywhere just because of, oh my God, look at her bot. So the is <laughs> disqualified. He goes into a corner. He feels ashamed. Um, and uh, it goes into Kevin Michael Richardson. And Kevin Michael Richardson goes into "Only You" by Sinatra. Okay, and um, he gets Charlie Adler up, mm-hmm. and they have a and they have a nice slow dance because Charlie Adler has been this agent of chaos, and I just think it's I just think it's fun to get the two of them and just get the two of them involved. Um, so they score pretty high marks. Okay. Okay. Um, Keith David. Yes. Decides to throw his hat into the ring, and it is he comes in. First of all, he leaves the party for a quick second. He comes. In, he um, calls up Ross Bagdasarian, who starts um, singing "Born to Be Wild" by Steppenwolf in the in the uh alvin seville voice because of course yes um he comes in he drives through lily tomlin's house with this harley oh my god and and he takes and he takes off the and he takes off the motorbike and then all of a sudden just like rip, rip something off but unlike joe DiMaggio, who actually kind of made everyone sick and was disqualified Keith David because of course he does has a bulging ripley physique <laughs> and all the while on commentary you're hearing uh, Tom Kenny and Bill Fabergaki just gush over how gorgeous of a man Keith David is
1: <laughs> um
0: um so are it, there so any they, other
1: highlights in this dance off
0: um so I'm Eddie assuming
1: Murphy, Eddie Murphy goes full Michael Jackson I'm assuming Well
0: Eddie Eddie Murphy um he starts off breakdancing Oh wow um, and when he realizes that isn't going on, um, all of a sudden he starts—he starts like just all of a sudden he just points to a strobe light on the top there. Everything goes out, like power goes out seemingly everywhere, and he gets this fog rising up. And then all you hear is da da. Now, of course, Eddie at this point, he's been drinking and he's full kinetic energy. Nothing can hurt him. He's doing the full Michael Jackson dance. Um he, he does a moonwalk into the Harley. Put, oh God. <laughs> um because nobody's going to tell Keith David to move it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I think this is the point when I'm the next you know, guest is gonna arrive. So, All That Vomit, yep. uh, the, the choreographed dance numbers uh, has activated the Ouija board in the closet. Yep. And coming out is who's going to be the winner because, you know, they've been summoned upon the dance floor. So they're coming <laughs> out dancing as a ghost. Nobody else is going to defeat that. And this person uh, has had a lengthy career. Um, in TV, film, and with voice acting. Uh, He's known for being kind of a hard as nails type character with a heart of gold. I I think he's very well known uh, for his role on Up. And he is known for uh, the Mary Tyler Moore show as well. And I'm talking, of course, about Ed Asner.
0: Oh my god. Okay, so I have to make Ed Asner win. Okay. Um, I he
1: he he's winning because he was summoned on the dance floor as a ghost. Like, <laughs> no one else is gonna do that.
0: So 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 basically Ed Asner's going. Ed Asner's going to come in. And he's going to say, Which one are you boobs? Summon me here. <laughs> I was. And
1: cue everyone pointing at each other.
0: I was in the middle of a poker game. I,
1: I was up 30
0: chips on Conroy. I was finally winning. <laughs> um finally Um Eddie Murphy finally owns up to it. He's like, I was I was I was on the dance floor. Playing thriller. You were playing thriller? (gasps) What the hell? (laughs) If you didn't summon me, you'd summon a demon. (laughs) Oh Oh, all your Jagobs wanted to see a dance competition. (laughs) My god, you're gonna see it. (laughs) Um and Azur is just yelling at people. The Harley goes out of the way. Um, He calls over to Thurl because he doesn't give a fuck. He's a ghost. It's ghost on ghost. Um, You know the old Karimbo dance? Yes. Ed Asner and Thurl Ravencroft. Thurl finally says, it's time. (laughs) Uh, Thurl Ravencroft, Matthew Lillard, and Ed Asner. Because Matthew Lillard at this point is significantly loaded. Yes. Um, perform a Karimbo to a Cha 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 number. It's, it's, it, what the hell? It's Living La Vida Loca. Um, as done by, as done by Ricky Martin, who just pops out of nowhere because Ed Asner can make it happen. Damn it. Yep. <laughs> and, <laughs> And what the hell, Alvin and the Chipmunks?
1: Awesome! So um, that's that's winning.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, obvi- obviously, that's winning. Um, I, I, at that at the end of it, because he can, Thurl Ravencroft goes vote for us. It was great because of, <laughs> because of course he does. At that point, Thurl Ravencroft and Ed and Ed Asner vanish. Yes, into into thin air. Matthew Lillard is up there, just dumbfounded as to what just happened. But he gets, but he gets serenaded by every other actor and voice actor who's there. A giant trophy, uh, what have you, and then they go upstairs. So because I'll remember, all this was happening on all this was happening on the bar floor. Lily Tomlin has got. Um, a second floor jacuzzi and pool area that the women were in at one point or another.
1: Okay, so they're they're going to take like we're chilling now. We yeah. got a good vibe going. So there's always that one person who shows up once the vibe is already going. The good yeah. vibe is happening, and so in walks our final guest. I will warn you. I have a major surprise for how this thing ends. Okay. Um, But it's an out-of-left-field surprise because it's me. But this is the final guest, not the surprise, the final guest. Uh, So this person uh, is known as an actor, comedian, writer, producer and musician and is known for roles in uh, adult animated television. And what I find most humorous about him is uh, he uses the same voice in two different shows for two very different characters to the point that there's been a crossover episode. Oh my God. Oh
0: God. Okay, I know who it is. Oh, this is perfect.
1: I am talking, of course, about uh, H. John Benjamin. John Benjamin. And you would probably know him from Bob's Burgers and Archer. Of
0: course he comes in at the end. Of course he comes at the end. Yeah. Um, So H. John Benjamin comes in Um he orders the Archer drink because of course he does. Yeah. But he sees he sees he sees what has already happened and he basically goes to Ross Bagesarian who you know is just trying to clean everything up because basically what's down there is John DiMaggio's in the corner, Ross Bagesarian's at the bar, Mm -hmm. everyone else is up poolside Uh, at Lily Tomlin's mansion, and H. Sean Benjamin goes up to Ross. He says, What the hell's happened here? Um, <laughs> Ross tells him in excruciating detail. H. Sean Benjamin, it's just like that explains everything, and I can't believe I missed it.
1: <laughs> uh, he, get,
0: he gets immediately on his phone. Um, he calls up uh, Christian Shaw. Oh, And he says, Next time, tell me to be all right to what. Next time, tell me to be on time to one of Lily Tomlin's shindigs. <laughs> and um, little or Kristen Shaw, because what you haven't done is looked at all of the women who have had mimosas. Lily Tomlin's <laughs> having another party inside of that limo. Yep. Kristen Shaw just says, "John, I can't hear you." <laughs> I can't oh. hear you, J. Um, you hear Freak Out in the background, um, Christian Shell getting liquored up. You're watching um Lily Tomlin and Kathleen Turner do a strip tease. <laughs> Because if there's one person who can get uh Kathleen Turner off her rocker, it is Lily Tomlin. Oh yeah. Um so it's John Benjamin is caught in the middle of like two parties. One of them has just finished vibing and he went to the wrong Lily Tomlin chin so so he so he basically he just pops up, he says, Yeah, hey, it was Bob and Bob's burgers, sterling archer. I I just just nothing. Um they basically shun him out of this party because he arrived three hours late. Um Matthew Lillard is king shit right now because he won the dance off and uh, averted major disaster. He befriended a ghost. (laughs) And so Matthew Lillard is king shit. Everybody's praising him. And they're basically throwing what's left of the snack tray at H. John Benjamin. Um, He doesn't mind everything getting thrown at him, except for the almonds, because almonds are hard little bitches. Um, But that's, that's, that's basically... That's what happens to poor John Benjamin at this party for showing up a little late.
1: So at this point, uh, the place is cleaned. Everybody's poolside. And that's when they hear some honking (laughs) from a party limo. Now, John assumes Nicole has come to pick him up, you know, like she did. Except she hasn't. She's here to drop off a crew of people for the gents' party before she goes back to get the ladies from the uh, now, I don't know, the brunch has become a midnight brunch. Who knows? Yeah. the mimosa brunch that has gone on forever. <laughs> and the crew who comes out... Well, I mean, they're a crew in their own right on screen. So in comes gargoyles and at the head of them is uh jonathan fracas and marina uh certis and of course they brought their friends so we've got michael dorn kate mulgrew uh nichelle nichols brent spiner avery brooks uh Colin Meany and lavar burton are all rolling in so now it's going to be a reunion baby before the ladies show back up
0: um before all this happens Jeff Bennett gets a call on his son. and he at that point Jeff Bennett you know he's he's liquored but he's not as liquored as the other ones like he's he's somewhat sober he gets out of the hot tub he, um, whispers to Matthew Lillard, come with me. You're going to want to see this. Um, Jonathan Fracas has called in a pyro guy. Ooh. Um, they've, <laughs> they've got the, they've got the wardrobe. Yep. And, and, um, Jeff Bennett goes to Ross Benjocerin and says, uh, this this one this one right here play it full volume so they all of a sudden lily tomlin's mansion lights go out smoke rises up but this time it's not summon and asner or to do a thriller um you hear just a bunch of pounding bass and then all of a sudden Da, 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 da. and the and the mantidors swing open the cast of gargoyles stomps in one right after another and matthew lillard is just geeking out because who doesn't love gargoyles I'm sorry <laughs> um and matthew lillard has been elected king so he's got to be there to welcome the gargoyles so um they immediately go. Um, and, um, much like Raven Croft did for Matthew Lillard, Matthew Lillard says to Ross Bagesarian, like, give the 250-year-old scotch. And the one thing you need to know about the Gargoyles cast, it's a pretty rocking bunch. Yep. So, basically, this party's going to go all night long. Um, and of course, uh, Nicole's back with the party limo
1: and the ladies who for some reason still have mimosas. We don't know where they came from. Uh, Lily Tomlin and Liz are back as well. (laughs) Oh, shit. And we're all poolside. Yep. Everybody's got their drinks. Everybody's got like we've catering has come in. Uh, It's a big reunion. But, you know, the pool seems seems a little full. And, you know, they ask, you know, what else can we do around here? And that's when Lily Tomlin reveals that there is another level. There is an <laughs> upper level that, that happens to have a small pool with a tiki bar. And there may or may not be people who we haven't spoken about at the tiki bar, <laughs> and that's where I'm leaving off this story until next time.
0: <laughs> What's gonna happen at this tiki bar?
1: There's Just some a people massive there. amount of people. Yeah, this is this is a swinging place. Please tell,
0: please tell me that Rob Paulson's going to be there in like a full feather boa and. And Maurice LaMarche is just going to be there hating his life, but he lost a bet to Rob. So that's why he's there. So
1: (laughs) anyone who we've done single episodes about, they're there.
0: Okay, they're there, there.
1: but we also have some people that we haven't spoken about who have they may have been hiding out there. (laughs) So our next episode, when did Rob
0: Paulson and Maurice LaMarche get to this party?
1: Who's to say?
0: Because here's the thing. They would probably be the most civilized guest possible. Both of them have worked with Ross. Uh, and both of them have enough clout that Eddie Murphy wouldn't bother them. Charlie Adler couldn't fuck with them. As a matter of fact, Rob Paulson would probably fuck with Charlie Adler. So, you know, we're, we're at a point... And for, and for the record, how did Mark Hamill get here? How did Haley Joel Osment get here? How did Kevin Conroy just show up from the dead? Like, he's a ghost, too. Yeah. It's like, I told Ed you, there's Asner a Ouija elaborate... board in a
1: closet.
0: And <laughs> Asner had an elaborate summoning.
1: <laughs> there's a Ouija board, damn it. So anyway, uh, the part three final part is Tiki Bar. Um, when we'll (laughs) go through the people who we've missed and then we'll talk about the people who we've already talked about and how this big shindig is happening because we are on, is it day three now we've started? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it'll be day three. Uh, All right, on that note, everybody... Uh, thank you so much. If you haven't checked it out already, please do check out the extractors uh, that is out. Um, and there will soon be a safe for work version coming out, which will be like 12 minutes long. So, oh <laughs> uh, 10 uh, of
0: those 12 minutes will all be me, Cloris Feldman.
1: <laughs> uh, and on that note, I do want to say I did. Uh, an interview with someone over on the like the naughty audio side and you got some compliments for brad and chad yes because they were freaking out over how um the brad and the chad uh sound very similar to people on uh letter kenny (laughs) <laughs> and, I was, and I was like, you got to understand all, all Canadians, at least those in Ontario, we we know people like that. It was yeah. not hard for Nathan to make that no. dynamic happen. So you got a huge compliment. They were so overjoyed. Oh, about. Shit. send me the link to that. Yeah. Well, it's coming out soon. It hasn't come out yet, but it's coming out soon. So okay. keep your eyes on that. Uh, and on that note, thank you so much. Would you do you have any final parting words on this on the part two of this party?
0: <laughs> if this doesn't end with Lily Tomlin's entire house being blown up and them magically put together, I'm not doing my job correctly.
1: <laughs> we'll see you all back for part three. All right, <laughs> bye bye everybody. Bye bye.